Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Well, we're going to start in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. Amen. Y'all ready? It looks like y'all ready. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brother, what shall we do? And in the hurting world that you and I are living in, we got to stand still and hear the cries of the hurting. And they're screaming out even as when Peter preached the greatest message. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So they said, now the Holy Ghost, what that means, what it is, is that just for Pentecostals? No. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you, is unto your children, and it's to all that are far off, and as many as our God shall call. So my question is today is, Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Listen what it says. And these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. My question to America today, and I'm pretty sure I'm live. If Mary, the mother of Jesus, needed the Holy Ghost, how much more should we need the Holy Ghost? For the promise unto you, it didn't put a name of a denomination. But the Bible also says, for they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do I call? I open my mouth. God, I need you. God, I need the Holy Ghost. God, I need deliverance. God, whatever I need, I'm trusting in you today. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ. To meet those needs. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. 
Jesus tells his disciples, he says, you go into Jerusalem and you tarry there until you endure power from on high. You see, he walked with them for three and a half years. Showed them many signs and wonders and miracles. They actually experienced it firsthand. Lazarus' daughter, Lazarus coming forward, Jairus' daughter, the lame man, blind Bartimaeus. They witnessed all that. Miracles and signs and wonders. And also Jesus states, Brother Rodney, greater things are going to be able to do in his name. Greater things that the church will be able to do in his name because he goes to the Father. So God has given us the authority at any given time to use the power that he promises in the book of Acts. Acts 1 and 8 says it like this, and once you receive the Holy Ghost, come on, come on, you're going to receive power that's going to come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaritan, and all the other parts of the earth. And I believe with all my heart is that was going to usher in a revival in all the churches in North America is signs, wonders, and miracles. It's going to usher something that we never seen before. You know why? Because not every church that calls themselves the church has the power to do what God has called them to do. Amen? And listen, I'm so excited, seriously, I'm so excited to see what's going on right here in Centerpoint Pentecostal Church. Hey, our new classes, what we just started, everything that God has implemented this year in 24 for our church to grow. I'm, I am one exciting, excited pastor to see what God is doing right here in the midst of you and I. God is doing some wonderful things. And if Centerpoint, listen to me, church, if you can't see this, something's wrong. God is doing some great things right here, right before our very eyes. You know, last year we baptized 15 people from January to January or from December to, Dece to December. Do you realize this year alone, since January, Sister Sarah, we baptized 12 brand new people in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of their sins. That's exciting times for Centerpoint Pentecostal Church, no doubt. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just excited about what God's doing. I'm excited to see what he's doing right here in the midst of us. God is doing some great things, no doubt. Hey, I'll, I'll just tonight, uh, I told you a story several months ago of a young man that walks into the church and he says, hey, is this the place that I can get saved? We prayed the boy through right there in Cottonport on a Tuesday or off service day or service night, prayed this 21-year-old boy through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And tonight we got the water, we're getting the water ready to baptize him in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of his sins. God is doing some great things right here in the midst of us. I don't know, and I really don't care. I really don't because I'm, I'm a firm believer. I'm crazy enough to believe. I'm just crazy enough to believe that my God can save anybody. Oh, I need to maybe repeat this, huh? I believe I'm just crazy enough to believe that my God can pull anybody out of any pit that they're in right now. 
God can do it because he has the power to do whatever he chooses to do because he is God. Amen. I believe that stuff. I've been loving what I've been seeing around this place. If you're not part of first step, you might just after service tonight, just, I mean this morning, just walk through these doors, walk in the far, you go on the backside, and it's the middle class, you see it on the door, first step. You go see what they've done in that class. It's amazing how Brother uh, Taylor and Sister Sarah took it, and, uh, took it on their own, their own, just to go back there and put the beauty in this class. I'm like, I am floored. It's amazing what these young people did for the first step class. What is first step class? Is we are trying to find out what your talents are and your abilities are. And we're gonna put you to work. If you think you're gonna sit down in this church, like most people are pastor, I'm talking to my new people. If you think you're going to sit down in this church and look at your pastor for, and tell Jesus, come back, no, sir. We're going to get you involved. We're going to get you connected. You're going to be part of some kind of ministry in this church. We are going to connect somebody to Jesus. I'm excited. I'm excited. But let's go on with the word of God says. The word of God says they were pricked in their hearts. And they looked at Peter and they said, hey, what shall we do? Peter preaches the greatest message, and that message is still alive more today than it's been alive at any time in history. And the awesome part about this message is going to come even more alive in the days that we live. When we are, he we are heading somewhere, church, the church is heading somewhere. Hey, hear me. The church is heading somewhere. This is not our home. We are just passing through. It won't be long. We're going to hear Gable blow a trumpet and the church is going to be routed out of here and we're going to be forever with Jesus. Amen. Forever and ever. Oh, hallelujah. That still excites me. That still excites me. This is not my home, Brother Rodney. I'm just passing through. I'm not building my treasures down here. I'm building my treasures for something that's greater and much better than this crazy old earth that I live on. Amen. But he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. So how do we get there, Pastor Beard? I tell you, there's only one way you can get there. You got to seek first the kingdom of God. All this other stuff, hey, stuff is exactly what I said. All this other stuff, hey, put that stuff to the side. Search your heart. Come on, make up your mind. I'm going to study the word. I'm going to live the word. And I'm going to be what God has called me to be. A witness, as he said in Acts 1 and 8. I'm going to be a witness to those that are broken, to those that are hurting, and to those that are without. I want to be that witness to them. But what, seriously, what the world is seeking for, more, seeking for more today than anything in this life? Joy. Joy. Peace. Come on, happiness. Joy. Peace. Happiness. You know, the definition for joy is peace and happiness. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I can promise you this. I've been there. I've done that. I tried it. It didn't work. Alcohol is not going to give you peace. Drugs is 
you peace. Any relationship out of your marriage will not give you peace. The only peace that they have on earth that's worth having is the baptism of the Holy Ghost because with the Holy Ghost there comes peace. Come on, without Jesus, oh, if there's no God, there's going to be no peace. Come on, if there's no God in your life, I promise you, you're not going to live a peaceful life. Hmm, true joy comes from God and God only. People strive so hard to find peace in their life. Temporary peace, we got it in the world. But everlasting peace don't come from the world because they don't have it. <laughs> I can remember Sister Carol sitting way in the back of the church. But anyhow, Sister Carol, I'm going to talk with you a little while. This big boy told me last night in our group, uh, in our group he says, and you don't come in the front of me and preach the whole service. <laughs> But anyhow, big Jason. So anyhow, so Sister Carol comes to church and she sits in the back of the church. And for one solid year, she sits back there. She comes to the front. She prays for her husband, Wayne. Brother Wayne was uh, doing his own thing. A uh, good man, but just not ready to meet Jesus. Not in church. He just needs Jesus in his life. And she knew it more than anything because she lived with him. But she never quit praying for Brother Wayne. But I can remember the night that Brother Wayne received the Holy Ghost right here. I can remember reaching my hands over and, 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 uh, and praying over him and he was slain out in the Holy Ghost. He wasn't raised Pentecostal now. Understand that. He wasn't raised this. But I can remember Brother Wayne. He, he was slain in the Holy Ghost and when he come up he was speaking in tongues. But Sister Cow hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. So I told Sister Cow, I said, come listen, Sister Cow, come listen. So she listens down there, Brother Rain speaking in tongues. She says, oh my God, this is real. Well, yeah, it's real. Who's for? It's for you. It's for your mama. It's for your grandma. It's for your grandpa. It's for all that who our God shall call. So I just feel like preaching to somebody in this room this morning. If you are uh, uh, questioning if the Holy Ghost is real, I can tell you by experience. I wonder how many witnesses I have in here. Am I preaching at a Pentecostal church this morning that's been born again of the water, that's been born again of the Spirit of God? Some of you are looking at me like crazy. I'm not crazy because what I received 33 years ago is still real right here in my life right now. But <laughs> whew, you know we try to ease the, the, the conscience and we try to ease the conviction by buying stuff. <laughs> That's why so many people are in debt today. Come on. They buy a new car today, and two days or three weeks later, it's, it's not new anymore. It's, oh, let's go trade it in. What they're searching for is true peace, true happiness, and true joy. For real. And nothing can suit that soul. Believe me, nothing in this world can give you the peace that God can. I can remember not long well, it was a while back. I can remember one day I'm working at my shop system. Listen, and God puts this guy in my heart, and I'm thinking, God, surely not him. Surely this guy is not in trouble. 
This guy got everything that money could buy. He lives the nice home. He drives the fancy cars. He has everything that life could give him. He's got it. He's young. He's healthy. He's working out. He's got a little family. He's got everything that his heart desires. Surely God, not this guy. And God says, yes, that guy, I want you to knock on his door. Whoo! So, Brother Francois, who am I but a servant of the Lord? I'm going to obey what God has told me to do. So I knocked on this boy's door. I said, hey, friend, how you doing? He says, I am doing good, Brother Beard. What's going on? I said, the Lord sent me over here to talk to you. He says, come on in. And as I begin to talk to this young man that I thought had it all together, tears begin to roll down his face. He says, I don't understand what's going on in my life. I have everything and I'm still so unhappy. Let me tell you something, friends. Stuff can't please you. The only thing is going to please you here on this earth is an old-fashioned dose of the Holy Ghost can change everything in you, everything about you. Can I a witness in here and so it was very neat very neat I taught this boy a Bible study man the boy gets in church he gets his life right he gets saved everything everything just like the Bible says and months later he came up to me he said let me tell you something he said you rescued me I said what do you mean he said the night you knocked on my door is the night that I went and bought me a brand new hand pistol and I was fixing to blow my brains right out of my head and he said I am so grateful that somebody heard the voice of God and raised me before it was too late his Holy Ghost is for everybody <laughs> Woo -woo! Let me tell you something. I'm excited to see what God is doing in this place. Hallelujah. Just several months ago, Sister Kristen walks in this place. It looks like she had lost her best friend. And she might have. I just lost my best friend a couple of months ago. It was my dog. One of my little dogs, my best friend. No, you can never be a friend like Chance. I'm sorry. You don't want to lick on me or <laughs> wag your tail or none of that stuff. You always want to try to slap on the little man because you're 6'3". But anyhow, I can remember Sister Kristen walking in this church, sitting down in the back pews back there, and every service, God would deal with it, and tears would roll down her face. And I watched her, and boy, as soon as church was ended, boy, she hit them front doors. I couldn't even, and she, she hit the front door so fast. I'm like, where did she go? I wanted to go pray for her. I wanted to go minister to her. But one day the Holy Ghost got a hold of Sister Kristen right where she sits. And God filled Sister Kristen with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she began to speak in new tongues. And not long after that, I buried Sister Kristen in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. So watch this. Look the beauty of God. Look the beauty of God. So we put, on, we put in our new entertainment, uh, our not entertainment, is our uh, information station back there so anyhow I looked out of she's got and since God filled her with the Holy Ghost there's something that's very obvious the most prettiest smile that you could ever see and I walked up to her a couple of weeks and said hey pray about this if you want to I said but I got a job for you she just finished first steps so now it's time to get her connected you're not sitting on the pew for the rest of your life you're going to work so anyhow I said 
my entertainment. I'm entertainment. Here we are. We ain't got a TV. But anyhow, so anyhow, I said, my, we're going to get you in our information station. I said, because everyone that walks through the front doors of CPC needs to see that real genuine smile. And it's real. It's genuine. Praise the Lord. I don't know what God did in her life, but I know this. God did something in her life because she can't even quit smiling. Let me tell you something. What you need in your life today is an old-fashioned dose of Jesus Christ working on the inside, taking care of everything, everything in your life. He can do it. I said he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. I said God could do it. Hallelujah. You know what makes God happy? You know what brings joy in God's life? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner repenting. So if we make God, if we make God happy, how we can live strong because he says for the joy of the Lord is my strength so how do we get strength from God and how do we keep strength in God is by winning people to Jesus hey the greatest gift hey let me tell you something and I don't mean to, to I don't mean to embarrass them in any kind of way but I've been knowing brother Ricky Lashney since 2007 I prayed for the man numerous of times, back trouble, you name it. But we connected all these years ago. And I, I, I love him as a brother. I love him as, as, he's my, as they are my own family. But I can promise you this. Hey, for many years, that man has treated me with loyalty only because I was a pastor of a church. And I've been his preacher for many years. But Ricky, I believe in 24, I'm not going to be your preacher. I believe going to allow you and your family to allow me to be your pastor. Hallelujah. 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 Why? Because that is the perfect will of God for those to come to Jesus. And it doesn't matter how we come to Jesus. For real, it doesn't matter. Whatever we need in life, God has the answer. Do you realize before they had questions, we already had an answer? Come on, God, hey, still the same. We preach it all the time. God, still the same yesterday, today. Okay, if God did it 2,000 years ago, Brother Jeffrey, what would stop God from doing it today? Come on, somebody. Hey, Jeff Arnold was right there in what, Florida or one of those states, and he's preaching, and as he's preaching on faith, the man drops dead with a heart attack. Dead. Like icebox, cold dead. Dead. So they pulled his shoes off. They had a doctor in the service that morning. So they pull, pulled his shoes off and they put, started putting water underneath his feet. And the doctor said, no heartbeat. He's gone. He's dead. So the church, and he was preaching on faith. And faith was high in that church that morning. So all of a sudden, Brother uh, Arnold coughed. And when he coughed, he came back to life. And the first thing he's going to ask, where in the world's my shoes? <laughs> Who took my shoes off? What happened was, God was trying to prove to that church that day that he is all 
they needed. I'm trying to prove to this church this morning that God is all we need. You might... The doctors might not be able to fix you. Grandma might not be able to fix you. Grandpa, well, I'm telling you, but I know a God that can fix you. He can fix anybody. I said he can fix anybody. Just right here in the Vos Parish. I can't, I can't preach on somebody else's testimonies or some, some foreign country or some other country. The only thing I can tell you is about the country that I live in and my community that I live in. I've seen God do too much stuff to say that he can't do it. <laughs> Whew, I was going to Beaumont, Texas. Bo no, I was going to Houston, Texas. I'm driving through. Where's that? Baytown? No, it ain't Baytown. Back. Orange. Blue town. <laughs> Green town. No. The big church on the right, left. Pass um before you get into Beaumont. Fighter. What's the name of that church? You better know it because you live there all your life. You better know the names of those churches. <laughs> hey, Eastgate Pentecostal Church. I'm going over there to the auction one Wednesday and I'm early. I'm like early. And the church is at seven o'clock. I said, man, I gotta get to church. So I drive in the East Gate and, and I go over there to have church and it's five o'clock in the evening and I've got two hours to kill. So I'm sitting down in my church in my truck and I'm praying. And all of a sudden this little single cab truck drives up and this young boy is in that truck. He's smoking cigarettes. Man, I knew he was nervous. He was puffing those things one after another, flicking them on the outside and I'm thinking, does he know he's on holy grounds? He don't know that he's in the church parking lot and he's flicking cigarette butts. Well, I wanted to preach to him right then and there. I said, but let me hold my peace and let the Lord fight that. So then I watched him, Sister Terry was nervous, 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 nervous. And so curiosity began to eat on me. So I got out of my truck and said, hey, young man, how you doing? He says, I'm doing good. I said, Brother Beard. He said, hey, Brother Beard, I'm TJ. I said, how you doing, TJ? I said, I'm, I'm doing good. He said, actually, I'm not doing good. I said, you come to church over here? I used to go to church here. I said, used to come to church. What happened, T? He said, oh, you know how it is, church stuff. So you think it's better out there? I'd rather deal with some church stuff than deal with some worldly stuff because I got help in church. Out there, I'm not going to have any help. It's just going to get worse. And worse. So anyhow, I said, what well, T, what's going on? He said, man, I'm here because my grandmother comes to church over here. I said, well, you coming to come to church for grandma? He says, no, I owe my drug dealer $150. And he tells me if I don't bring him $150, he's going to blow my brains out tonight. I said, seriously? He said, that's why I'm here. So, man, I said, I love it, T. He said, you love it? I said, yeah, I love it. I said, so God got your attention right now. He said, I guess you could say that. I said, T, let me and you make a deal. He said, what? I said, where you are, I once was. What you left is what I'm in. You left the most safest place in life, and that was the house of God. That's why you're in what you're in. So let preacher preach to you a little while. So I begin to talk to him about the mercy and the grace of God. 
And tears began to roll down T's face, and I prayed for him. I said, T, do me a... I said, I know God is wanting to change some things in your life, but he wants to prove it to you more than I do. I said, what you need is, you need to go in that church at 7 o'clock and get your life right with Jesus and don't worry about the drug dealer. He said, that's easy for you to say. Your life is not going to be taken away. I said, not true. I pulled out $150 out of my wallet. I said, go pay your drug dealer. He goes, pays his drug dealer. He throws a little bit of weed, he told me, over the bridge. And where he meets me at 7 o'clock at the church at the front door. And let me tell you something, Sister Carol. He didn't go there to play around. He went there. He met business. When I walked in the front door with T, T made his way all the way to the altar. And when T got to that altar, he lifted up his hands, and family met him. Even Grandma met him. And T was restored at that very hour. God restored T with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And for months, Brother Rodney, for months, that kid would thank me. Hey, Brother B. No, what you did, you saved my life. Oh, no, friend, I didn't save your life. There's only one Savior. I said, there's only one Savior. Huh? There's only one Savior, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I will never take the credit for it. I'm not strong enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not great enough, but he is. Whoo! So what God could do, he could do anything. He could heal you, he could save you, he could set you free, he could, man, he could do anything. Anything. Wow. Hey, listen, this is, I'm telling you some true stories that I witnessed in my life. I can't, hey, I'm for real. True stories. Go ahead, Brother David. Right. Wow. Right. All right. All right. All right. Now, many of you don't understand, but several years ago, I was his son's pastor. And all of a sudden, a phone call on a weekend, the phone calls that pastors dredge to have. Brother Beard, you need to be, you need to go to Marksville. And that son was on a, in a head-on collision and he passed that night. But then the wake of his boy's funeral, he asked me, Pastor Beard, where are my boy sat? And I said, right there where Jason, Brother Jason sits. I said, Davey sat there and his two boys sat here. He says, one thing I do know, they may not be there. He may not be there. But me and his mom is going to fill the spot where our baby sat. And let me tell you something. You talk about faithful. There it is. There it is. You know why? Because there was nothing in the world could give him the peace like Jesus Christ. That's why they knew church is my only answer. Church is what we need. Don't forsake the house of God. Praise the Lord. You may not need church today, but I promise you this, you may need church tomorrow. Yes, yes. I'm going to tell you one more story and I'm going to leave you alone. 
If you came in here with a baggage and you came in here with sin that you can't do nothing with, I'm going to tell you the awesomeness of Jesus Christ. His arms are longer than your sins. They can go deeper in, deeper in the clay that you needed to go. He can reach anybody wherever you are today. He could do it. <laughs> that a lady, a true, this is a true story of a woman in, I'm going to say, let's say St. Landry Parish. That way y'all won't try to figure who she is. Y'all let her minds be off the preacher this morning. <laughs> Can't wait to get on gossip track. <laughs> hey, did y'all know? Yeah, did y'all know Jesus died? He rose again to save you from that stuff? <laughs> hey, Brother Ricky, this is Kid Nine. If I can get people redeemed from Facebook, we can actually get back in the black book and we truly can have revival in church. Oh, maybe I need to say it again. If I can redeem people from Facebook and get them back in the black book, we can have revival in our church. That's another message for another time. Come back next Sunday. I'll preach that message to y'all, okay? So anyhow... Several, several years ago in St. Landry Parish, they had this beautiful lady, a beautiful woman. And she knew she was beautiful. And that's the, that's the bad thing about being pretty or being handsome. When you know it, it gets you in trouble. But anyhow, she went from the top of her mountain, had everything, lived in a nice home. Three, I think she had a two-story home, if I remember the story right. She was married to a, a, a very wealthy man. She had everything that life could offer her. But one day she took the wrong turn and wind up on drugs, on meth. And next thing you know, or crack, whatever it was back then in the days, it wasn't meth. But she wind up just going down the wrong road. And the next thing you know, she ran her husband and her, wind up in an ugly divorce split their ways, went, went their different ways, and next thing you know, the enemy had a clear target right on the, on the children and destroyed their children. Even some of their children wind up, one of their babies wind up dying real young in a real bad accident. The other one survived but wind up on drugs just like mama. But from the top of her mountain down to the lower, the lower of her valleys, she found herself in Opelousas, prostituting herself. She was with men, she was with women, she lived a, a, just a crazy lifestyle. And then next thing you know, a pimp found her in Opelousas, drugged out, he takes her, he puts her in the car, and he starts pimping her off to every person that came along. And then one day, I'm telling you a true story, let me tell you the reason why I'm telling someone that today. The devil will take you further than you wanna go keep you longer than you want to stay. And when he's finished with you, doctors won't even touch you with gloves. Come on, that's the enemy. He comes to kill and steal and destroy. The greatest thing you could ever do today is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ and say, God, I'm not living a foolish life anymore. I'm going to, hey, I'm going to get my mind right where I can seek you every day of my life. That's the greatest thing you could ever do today is turn around, start changing some ways, start changing some habits and saying, God, I'm going to live for you. But anyhow, the pimp 
the scene, seen the, the lady as she started getting depressed, and she was a very depressed woman, and she was so depressed, she was suicidal. And he realized that, that she was about to take her life. And so all of a sudden, when he seen that this woman was about to leave earth, he walks up to her and says, hey, I'm going to do something for you Sunday morning. He says, I'm going to drop you at a place. And the only thing you got to do is, is make your way to the front. And that's all I'm going to tell you. He drops her off at the front of the church a Pentecostal church. He drops her in the front and she makes her way to the altar with her hands lifted up. You know why her hands was lifted up? When you get tired of your sinful life, you'll start surrendering to God. God, I'm tired of this fight. I can't fight it on my own anymore. It's too heavy for me, Lord. I'm going to surrender it all to you. So she came in that church with her hands lifted up and that morning, God delivered that lady from everything she ever battled with in life. Filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They baptized her in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. And years later, Sister Linda, you know, she became a pastor's wife. <laughs> oh, but God will take what the devil meant for our harm and turn it around for our good. Yes, he will. Let's stand. Come on, let's stand. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless and we hope to see you on the next episode.